Hey buddy, it's me again. Just wanted to say that I am yeah, joining these podcasts as always. Um, just thought that you know that I'm calling you whilst I'm chilling out in the southern sun. What a beautiful summer. Um, would be a shame, wouldn't it, to have to spend your days and evenings doing comedy and uh, working. That would really suck. Anyway, so we're having a good time with Fringe. Uh, just wanted to say have a good time with um, Carl, Carl Donnelly. Um, he's older and wiser than us and also cooler and funnier. And I'm understanding that he also has his own podcast with another comedian. Um, do you think you could somehow persuade him to not do that podcast so that, so that ours is, is the best one? Um, yeah, if you could just blackmail him or something. I mean, you're quite good at blackmailing, I know, from all those blackmailings we did together. So, um, yeah, just have a good time. And uh, I hope it goes well, buddy. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to Miss. This is episode eighty, and I am joined by my uh, my favourite vegan. It is Carl Donnelly. Hello. I hadn't I hadn't decided what I was going to say for you there, but I thought favourite vegan. Favorite vegan it's, it's not a stretch. I think it, it, it's good. you are my favourite oh, vegan. Oh, thank you. And yeah. even me, you're better than my. Yeah, I, I, I prefer you than myself. The final week of the fringe. Probably prefer other people to themselves. <laughs> to be honest, I think we're right. Quite notoriously self-hating. Yeah. Uh, so Especially how's... last week of the yeah. festival. <laughs> yeah. week where we literally out ourselves uh, more than anything absolutely. else. Absolutely. Like, uh, it's, uh, I, I love Edinburgh, but also I'm like, why am I here? Uh, yeah, you have days. that I mean, I've done it for so many years. I love it, and I cope very well up here compared to what I used to. Yeah. But, like, you know, I think I deal with it about as well as anyone does. Yeah. And yeah. even I still have the odd day where I'm just like, yeah, what, what, what is the purpose? <laughs> yeah. Anything. <laughs> yeah, it makes you just um, have a, like, I think as I was telling you earlier on, at this, we did a little vegan gig yes. together earlier yeah. on. And yeah. I've, 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 we have a weird show today as well, but it was fun. But I was saying how I met a, I won't say her name, it's sort of probably a bit unfair on her, but a, a very, very, very good comedian who is having an amazing run, her show's going great. Uh, yeah, you couldn't ask for a better festival. Yeah, and I saw her two days ago, and just we just bumped into each other, and she she was I could see she'd been crying. Oh my god! And I just sort of said to her, well, "What's happened?" And she said nothing. <laughs> and she said, "I've just I've just woke up today, and I feel like I, I don't know what, what's happening. I just cannot stop crying." Yeah, she just hit that wall of tiredness. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's that thing of I think a lot of comedians put themselves under too much scrutiny up here for sure yeah and I, I so that night after seeing her I was like I, I was you know I was sort of like I sort of comforted her said yeah it's yeah. alright I tried to sort of you know take make her laugh a bit yeah and then that night I was I was walking back and I, cause I was like I've not had anything like that yeah I've, I've coped like an absolute dream this yeah year. <laughs> And then I was walking back uh, from a show and the, the tattoo was just finishing up so the fireworks started yeah. A little rainy drizzle started. It was nice and dark. It was really well lit. And I, was, I had my back to the fireworks. So I was walking up a hill and sort of I saw this flash in the fireworks. My headphones, I had it in. Spotify just started playing um, 
Our House by yeah. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. It's such a lovely but sad. It's, it's not sad, it's upbeat, but it sounds sad. Has, yeah, it has a melancholy to it. Uh, that came in, the fireworks, the rain, and I looked over and there was a father and daughter who, she must have been about six, oh and they, he had his hands on her shoulders and they were both just staring up at the fireworks, <laughs> smiling. And oh. I, it, it just absolutely <laughs> done me in. It was like this moment where all the emotion that I've yeah. probably repressed like, <laughs> I've coped just came over me, and I just, yeah. I honestly stood in the street just watching this father and daughter just going like oh my god oh my god <laughs> too much emotion for yeah me. that's that's but that's such a sweet moment as well it like, was it, sweet but yeah. yeah it was a bit too much for, yeah uh, the last week of the three but, on, <laughs> but i feel that man i absolutely yeah uh, yeah i don't know like uh i am um, i woke up on monday because i had the same thing so there's another comedian who uh um i work quite closely with her but she uh, she was really upset and uh just exhausted i think yeah, by yeah. Fringe. and i was like being there for her but then literally the next day i was like oh god <laughs> like, I, like i'm really into music like, i love i love music um but and there's albums i've listened to a lot up here and a lot in the last year but i put on like now like this week and it just like, oh fucking hell oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah really just like okay. yeah, you can't I'm really I'm really careful normally like that song really came out of the blue yeah. caught me off guard most of the time when I'm in Edinburgh I listen to meditation music oh, like cool. walking around the streets I always have meditation oh, music oh that's cool and if I ever feel a bit tired I have to go upbeat so I've yeah. got like Hall of Oats or something yeah like um, today actually when I was walking over to a gig because it was quite early I had um, I was listening to the Lay Miz soundtrack <laughs> 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 I was like, I need I just need a yeah. bit of energy <laughs> So yeah, I was, I'm, you know, I sort of curate my day based on my um, music. But yeah, med- I find up here real sort of like meditation yeah, music, that's, low level. Yeah, it's, un- it's not emotion, emotive. Yeah, it's uninvasive. It just lets you just carry on, and it's a, it's a background noise. It keeps like, out all the noise of people around sure. you, but it doesn't affect your mood too much. It um, just keeps you calm. That's because I've um, I love instrumental stuff as well. But I am um, why why I've really been I wanted to pick your brains on this, but uh, it's a nice segue. But I've um, uh, one of my favorite uh, Beastie Boys albums is the Mix Up, which is an entirely instrumental album, yeah. and uh, I've been listening to that as I walk around because you can zone out a bit of it, totally. but, like, but it also makes you feel like you're walking this so much cooler yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a very yeah. funky album as well, and uh, and I saw you the other day uh, with a Beastie Boys T-shirt and. A lot, I don't think the fans know this because um, this has kind of been a recent uh, development. But in the last like, two months, I got into a real Beastie Boys. Oh, like, really? I, I listened to the Beastie Boys audiobook, which is so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Have you checked it out? No, I haven't. Oh my it. God, it's like the best book ever. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a look at yeah. Because they've caught it, you know, obviously. Sort of, I, 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 sort of, I, I used to love them. And I've actually probably not really gone back and listened to them for ages. Yeah, that T-shirt yeah. sort of one. <laughs> Remnants, but like yeah, because I saw you with a T-shirt, and I was yeah. like, I was like, wow, so cool, and like, I said, he's my favorite beat, <laughs> like, well, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, they are cool. But yeah, sort of, yeah, I don't know if they'd make the Edinburgh playlist for me. It's a bit too. I mean, I suppose instrumental definitely. Yeah, for sure. but yeah. instrumental's even risky. Like, I, I really love like Brian Eno and oh, people cool. like that. Yeah, like kind of, of like ethereal kind of. Um, yeah, Max Richter, people yeah. like that. But up here, so I, I've got a playlist. I think it's the same playlist it's got that bloody our house on it <laughs> that's got some really nice meditative stuff for yeah. some reason I've just thrown some crazy stuff on there that really <laughs> catches me off guard there's a Max Richter song that came on the other day and it's just too it's so sort of daunting and like well, it makes yeah. everything feel like oh god yeah. the world's gonna end <laughs> so that came on I just had to quickly skip it yeah. forward so yeah it is funny how if you're just in the wrong mood one yeah. piece of music can just speak sure. it out and um 
Also, like, uh, I use that to get ready for my show because it's quite long days for me, especially doing the early morning vegan mm. show, which starts at half ten, and my show's at uh, ten plus seven as well. And I, I usually lose a loads of energy by then, so I've been using, I have to get the right songs to build up yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, ready to perform because it's quite a it's quite a full on hour as well. So, um, but yeah, how's your show been going? Are you enjoying it? I'm loving it. I've had a really, really nice and easy month. Yeah, which sort of sounds. Yeah, sounds rare, I think. For yeah. What I mean is, like, you know, I was, I came in, I think I previewed the show enough, so it was at a place where I, it was ready to get here, and then I yeah. could just tweak it a bit when I was here. I wasn't able to do too much work on it. Um, the audience has been really nice. The room's lovely. So that's, it's, You're in the Spiegel. I'm in a Spiegel Yurts, which I, yeah, I saw a show in it last year, and there was no stand-ups in it last year. It was all like, oh, clowns really? and stuff like that. And I just, I was just fascinated by what it would be like to do a stand-up show in. So can you describe to the listeners what the Spiegel Yurts looks so like? So it is a yurt. It's a, yeah. it's a wooden, it's, it's actually a, a sort of round tent yeah. that's been built out of one tree. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, by this woman who's she's a specialist in oh making yurts. Oh, my God. Yurts. I had no idea. And it's sort of... And it, I just, it feels like it's, it's sort of a magical feeling room. Yeah. And um, and I play it in the round as well, so I have the oh, audience wow. all around me, all sides. How, how's that experience? Then? It's brilliant. It's um, It just may, it really makes you hyper-aware of what you're doing with the yeah. with audience members. Like, you know, when sometimes I think when they're in front of you, I'm pretty good at, you know, trying to engage an audience. I try to make eye contact and move it around. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of comics, when I'm watching them, throw it out. You know, you can look at their eyes, and actually what they're doing is sort of... They're not actually looking at anyone. They're looking yeah. over the top of everyone. Sure, yeah. And I just... I thought, it, what? It, yeah, in this room, you can't. You literally... I find myself almost giving every audience member little bits of time individually as I yes. work my way around the room. Yeah, absolutely. And I just stay on the move the whole show. Yeah. So, Cause, cause especially if, if they're all around you as well. So at some point, you've got some... You, People are going to have some cards, but yeah yeah, 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 and it's bits. Like, and what what you learn is actually because they they get they get totally used to it really quickly as well. Yeah. So it might be a bit when they you're looking them dead in the eyes as you hit a, yeah. a punchline, and they'll have the big laugh. But the people behind, you know, they know that they'll have one of them. Yeah. So they'll yeah. laugh. They're not, they won't feel they don't feel totally disengaged or anything just because you're not looking at them at that moment. Or maybe you should have like VIP seats where you will um, <laughs> you will you will stand you will, you will give them the eye contact but then maybe the people who won't pay half price yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they get they get uh, the rear side so to speak. You can, the thing is well, you can actually rearrange your seats in it. You can, okay. You can, if you can play it normally you can yeah. turn it into a little horseshoe type thing. But I didn't want to. Yeah. I know a couple of the other acts are in, in yeah. there this year, but I just decided to just keep it in the round cool. yeah. as a challenge. And I've, it's been so nice. And it's rare to get that challenge opportunity as well. Like, where, where else can you do it in the, in the yeah. round, right? Well, yeah, I mean, most people, I suppose, in Edinburgh, you know, the, the writing of the show and doing it is normally the challenge. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I'll do is also play it in the round, in a tent. That is, uh, you know. Next year, I'll do it the whole show whilst doing a handstand as well. Yeah. yeah. I actually made a joke, like, to my wife, sort of, I just jokingly said to her, like, you know, the way I'm going, I've sort of, I used to do, like, the Pleasants. Yeah. And I had loads of big posters on my face on lampposts. And then I sort of, you know, I fancy the change because I've been at the Pleasants for years. And I always felt uncomfortable having, like, po- big pictures of myself around yeah. the city. So I stopped doing that. And then I moved. I did the bus two years ago, which is yeah, the top deck of the bus. Yeah. But it's static. And it's great. It's a cool little theatre. <laughs> yeah, just to clarify, it is a theatre, not yeah, just yeah, you're yeah. shouting on the bus yeah. right now. And then I just really scaled back my sort of, you know... I don't know my, my what I how how visible I am. Here, yeah. you know I mean, I sort of did it for my own for myself, really. And then last year I did the free fringe, and then I've just I miss being around the bus and all that. Yeah, the year was there as well. So I've gone back to there and like 
I think, you know, my direction I'm going in, what, like, I was jokingly saying to my wife, the next year I'm doing my show in a bin. <laughs> and then I walk past a poster of Ali Bryce's show, which yeah. is uh, Ali Bryce in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even do that idea now. Well, smallest, but it's all that theatre. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, it's, uh, I'd say it's such a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for your time as well. But like, uh, uh, So this is, this is obviously a podcast about uh, Greek myths. And, yes. uh, so uh, are you a fan of myths? I am, actually. Right? I'm a bit out of the loop. Like, I studied ancient history at um, sixth form. Mm-hmm. So, I, was, oh, like, really? I was really into yeah. ancient Greece. Oh, that's cool. And ancient Rome. So yeah, I used to, I used to like, I studied English literature as well. Yeah. Um, so and, you know, we read loads of the Greek plays and yeah you might actually know more than like my, my, co- my regular co-host my memory for it is really yeah. bad like, I was, yeah I was thinking about it even like I was telling you earlier about how I went to watch yeah. a production of Oedipus well, up here well tell us about that as well because you, uh, you saw it it's a Danish production oh it's and the best uh, yeah tell us, uh, it's about like a it's, mo- it's modern it's setting. a modern uh, retelling of Oedipus um, but I, t- I you know I totally forgotten the full story of Oedipus yeah yeah you know I obviously know that he sleeps with his mum yeah. or whatever but I just couldn't remember the full story and this um, this one sets it in modern day um, oh, Dutch, it's Dutch, it's Dutch in modern day Netherlands, <laughs> Holland, do we still call it Holland? Uh, I think it's Netherlands, right? Yeah, it is yeah. the Netherlands, but are you still, I'm sure you, I don't know if you're Holland, allowed to say Netherlands. Have you got tulips over there? Is that tulips? Or no, that I think it's plastic tulips. I have plastic um, tulips. So would you like one? No, I was just like, it's funny that I was talking about Holland, I spotted uh, some tulips. Oh, the I see, sorry, I just, uh, actually, I thought you got very distracted there. No, 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 no. Um, quite tense. But, yeah, yeah, so it was, it was a Dutch production, mm-hmm. and it was subtitled, really well subtitled. Like, they had three different screens that were always visible wherever you're looking on stage. Yeah. And it was just set on an election night, it's like a sort of, you know, an exciting, up-and-coming, slightly populist, you know, yeah. uh, politician. And it just unfolds against, there's a backdrop of, there's a clock in the background when they're counting down to the election results. And you just, you very quickly become aware that, it's also counting down to the story, obviously yeah. unfolding. But I, I like that kind of like that that that, 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 that visible deadline. Yeah, so not just for but for, for everything to happen. It's like yeah. a yeah, it's, I guess it's like the nuclear clock as well. Yeah, like that, yeah. It's midnight and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's really uh, it's a really good thing. I might, I might do that during my show. Like in next year, there'll be like a. Um, you know, there's that thing uh, in uh, stand-up hours that the 40-minute mark gets a bit sad. Yeah. What I'm going to do is have a countdown to the sad bit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. This, is, this is gold. Like, and, and I'm going to do it in the round as well. So really, <laughs> in a bit as well. Add more challenges. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was quite... It's interesting having that clock. Like, it does... You could tell... You know, I know at one point about I sort of started to need the toilet a little bit. Yeah. And I could just tell... I was like, it's fine. I've only got... I've got 40 minutes. That is... I don't need to go bad enough that it's going to be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I've only got 40 minutes. So actually, it took the stress of like, how long is this play going to be? Yeah, exactly. And the clock finished, you know, the horrific end happens. And then there was a sort of final scene after that, which was really lovely. And then, so yeah, it was great. It was just like, it was such a brilliant production, which I imagine will come to London. Yeah. I, and I, elsewhere. Yeah. Come and see it, guys. Where we'll try and get sponsorship on them. So like, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, um, but yeah, are you much of a theatre person? Because uh, do you yeah. like, do you see much as much as possible? I tend to. I reckon. De- yeah, I reckon over the year I definitely watch more theatre than I do comedy live. Oh, really? Not yeah. obviously not into if you, yeah. you take out the stuff I watch when I'm working with people. For and, sure. Yeah. You know, if I'm sort of a, you know at a comedy festival, obviously it's all comedy. But in terms of like the rest of the year, when I'm at home in London, 
very, very rarely will I buy a ticket and go out and watch comedy. Yeah. Because I, I see it yeah, all the time. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I tend to go and watch way more theatre. And my wife's an actor as well. So oh, she, cool. You know, she's sort of got much better taste than me. Yeah. And drags me along to see, like, the best. Oh, she takes me to stuff. It's so brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, she's got always got a sort of ear to the ground of what's good and what's not. And also, when you're part of that world, you can un- like because I, I remember doing like theatre uh, as part of my university degree as well. I, I did classics and drama, and uh, and one of the modules was theatre and journalism, which is uh, basically learning how to be a a, a reviewer. But like, uh, but it was more it was actually better than that because you learned the modern like what was happening right there and yeah, right now yeah, what, yeah. and it got you to know what's happening like yeah. I went to see stuff at like uh, the Donmar Warehouse and stuff like that yeah, that's like, cool, wow it's like, so, like, like, oh, like this like, kind of palpable theatre yeah. as well like, well that's yeah. it I think a lot of people especially like I grew up you know a working class environment yeah and like you know most of my mates would like laugh they laugh at me for going to theatre you know what I mean because yeah. it's not their world yeah but I think that's because everyone's got bad like misconceptions about the theatre they for think sure. it's all big bloody crap musicals yeah. in a big West End old Victorian yeah. theatre or Romeo and Juliet yeah, yeah. Or starting, it will cost you and they're like it will cost you 50 quid a ticket and stuff yeah. but it's just not true at all there's so much there's so many cool little theatres in yeah. London all around the place you know even like some of the most famous smaller theatres like the Royal Court and stuff mm-hmm. you know you can you can always get a ticket for something quite cheap you know there's always matinees there's always little ticket deals there's you know it's and yeah if you go out and see the sort of slightly more cult yeah. fringy plays you'll see some of, some of the best stuff in the world well I think this is actually quite a good segue cause, so I think we should go into the myth now but I also um, I'll start off um, uh, I, I'll tell you I'll start the next link I'll tell you an anecdote about the, the next thing we're going to yes. be talking about because we're going to be doing Greek comedy because we've done a lot of the myths and but we're moving on to doing uh, uh, plays like by yeah. Aristophanes and stuff like that last week we did a, a Roman play called uh, uh, Pseudolus by Plautus and but we're going to go back to Aristophanes uh, yeah. but we're going to have a quick jingle Yeah, what a, what a cool jingle that was, Carl. Right, I loved it. Kind yeah, of, I mean, we should, I think we should play it again. Yeah, no. yeah we will. <laughs> wow, even better. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Do you want to like? Maybe you should repeat it now. Maybe you should like just. I don't think I'll do it justice. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. It'd be good. You know. Um, so, um, as you mentioned, we were talking about. Um, uh, acting and stuff like that and one of the questions I was going to ask you is like have you ever tried to, were, you, were you ever interested in doing acting and stuff like that or um, I wasn't no like when I was I, I never did any performance or anything like at school I was pretty rubbish at school to be yeah. honest I sort of I stayed on for sixth form and did but I did the bare minimum to get through it and then I just had no idea what I wanted to do I, was, I sort of I was interested in films so I thought I'd do like I remember I, I applied to uni to go do a film production degree and then I I, just, I didn't. I got in by clearing, so I didn't show up to oh, one of my A levels. Yeah. And then I, um, I, I just dropped out of uni after one month of being. Oh, I just hated it. I thought it was rubbish. So like, I then just sort of bummed around, not really knowing what I wanted to do. And I'd, I'd never ever dreamed of any sort of performance. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was like twenty one that I went to a stand up club, yeah. saw stand up, and was like, "That's what I want to do." Yeah. And that was the start of stand up. And, and then I then sort of like it would would have been probably. Yeah, I've only in recent years even had the self confidence to do auditions. I've, been, oh. I've auditioned for a few things, um, and I think because I've, I've got so much respect for actors, yeah, 
that I think I, it often slightly irks me when I see a comedian in a role that an actor would do much better. Yeah, for sure. You know, I don't, not, I'm not saying I've seen some, some actors and comedians, there's a lot of crossover, but you know, when you see a role that an actor in, like I say, a sitcom or something, and it's a, it's a comedian who's not an actor, yeah. and they've just been put in it because they're quite a funny, well-known comedian, yeah. and you're watching them and you're like, this is, you're ruining what yeah. could be a really good role. Yeah. So I've always been like very hesitant to get involved. But then I've done a couple of little sort of acting workshops just out of curiosity. Yeah. I did one um, that uh, a comedian and actor called Joe Romero ran, ran, and it was really good. It was called, it was Meisner. Um, which is a type of acting training. Yes, yeah. And I, I just did it out of curiosity. A mate of mine was doing it, and I loved it. I think I've, I think it's a confidence thing. I've always lacked the self confidence to commit to something like that, For where sure. you've got to just slightly be willing to embarrass yourself and let your guard down. Yeah. And so I did that. I also did a clown workshop, which I found so helpful with uh, like being, comedy. Well, yeah, 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 just yeah. that thing of you know, I think a lot of comedians sort of often we, we can be quite sort of. You know, we we act like we're the fool, but you know, actually, we're very sort of self conscious, and sure, yeah. we want, every, you know, we actually don't like being idiots. Yeah. Whereas clowning is all about that. Being clowning idiot, is yeah. all about the audience. Everything you do on stage is only for the audience's yeah. uh, enjoyment. And I think a lot of comedians we we're sort of quite egotistical and thinking, no, actually, this we is my, this is my yeah. Well, we, like, I want them to love me. I'm doing this for them, yeah, and you, we think we're doing it for them, but actually, a lot of us are doing it for, for us. Sh- it's a lot of yeah. It's a lot of uh, so. yeah. So the reason uh, well, that's, that's an awesome answer. Thank you so much for that. Um, but um, I uh, so what we're going to be doing today is uh, it's a play called Wasps, and Wasps was a, a play by Aristotle. Do you know? I think you? I might have read it when I was oh, sixteen. Years oh, old. brilliant! Yeah. Well, hopefully you might know a bit of it because it's quite a weird one there. To be honest, I wasn't sure about doing it, but I thought I'd give it a go with you because it's a uh, uh, but. In uh, this play, in my first year at uni, I uh, I really wanted to be an actor quite badly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, uh, this is before I started doing stand up as well. Uh, but I, I I thought I had some comedy chops as well. So I was, uh, uh, so uh, and but then again, a, a lot. I thought I was a better actor than what I was, and I didn't get all. I didn't rarely get any roles. Uh, uh, but I, I did get a role for this, uh, and I, I played a slave called Xanthias. So mm. uh, and. Uh, and I, yeah, and I want you. Uh, I want you to think whilst I'm reading that this play. How well do you think I would have done? And maybe, uh, <laughs> uh, and what kind of uh, vibe I would have given off as yeah, well? Like, like uh, it's a car. This, uh, this is like a casting. Then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a casting director. Yeah, I'm going to get into the role of casting. Yeah, director. please. Uh, yeah, please put a flat cap yeah. and really judge all my decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be reading it out as well. So if you think if you like the timbre of my voice as well, like, uh, okay. And and also actually at the end of it. Not, not even thinking about this play you have to tell me what you would cast me as at the end okay. like, be like Matt you'd be a good um, an extra or something yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so this is like Casting Couch podcast version yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay so uh, here's Miss by Aristophanes uh, this is uh, back uh, during, the, during the Peloponnesian War and we uh, I think a little bit of context there's a um, this whole play is about a guy called Cleon, who's a politician, and uh, Aristophanes doesn't like him, but yeah. the whole... Is it whole... Cleon from the Oedipus story? And, uh, uh, that's actually Creon. Creon, right? sorry, yes. yeah, I was just thinking. What was and it? funnily enough, I did play Creon in my A-levels, uh, <laughs> okay. so, uh, and I also had to play a servant as well, because uh, I, I wanted to be Oedipus, but no, that went to a boy called Ben, who is now an actor, so, uh, <laughs> not, not jealous or anything, but uh, could, could have nailed it, could it. Um, so here's what's. As the play opens, two slaves, Zosias and Xanthias, that's me, uh, yeah. are sleeping in the street outside a house, which is spread 
uh, with a large net, and a third man, their master, Bedele Cleon. Just a quick director's note on this. In, in the play of Wuss, uh, so we started doing this. We did three nights at the uh, Marlowe Studio in Canterbury. Um, and it's, uh, it's very shuny. I enjoyed doing it at the time, but when you there's a DVD of it and... I can't watch it. Uh, you know what I mean. Uh, like, yeah. I kind of want to watch it just to, for material, yeah. but like, uh, but I remember doing this and at the start of the scene, and because they thought it'd be really funny, but it's not okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What, what happens is that uh, we're sleeping on the floor, and uh, my character is trying to simulate some kind of sex with this guy, but yeah. he's definitely not into it, and. <laughs> That's comedy back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh god, yeah. So that was the direction. That was the first bit yeah. of the show as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So um, don't don't think about that in casting coach. Okay. Don't hold that right. against me. That's the direction. I was also wearing a loincloth as well, and with a big penis as well. So I've got a picture, but I can share it afterwards. But um, so there's a lot going on here. There's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to imagine as we begin. <laughs> I think you lost a lot of respect for me going quite fast. <laughs> So, um, the two sli- uh, slaves are, s- are sleeping outside, and a third man, the master, Bedeli Cleon, is asleep on top of a, a exterior wall in- with a view into the inner courtyard. Bedeli uh, Cleon, uh, so uh, that name, Bedeli uh, means hate, and uh, uh, so he- this person hates Cleon. Okay. Stuff. He's the protagonist of all. Yes. So. Uh, the slaves wake and reveal that they are keeping guard over a monster, uh, but the monster is the master's father, who has an unusual disease. Rather than being addicted to gambling, drink, or good times, he's addicted to to the law court, and his name is Philocleon, suggesting that he is addicted to Cleon. Uh, so there's Procleon and Anticleon yes. as well. So, oh, a bit of uh, politics to get the blood <laughs> raging. Ooh, yeah. Uh, this is honestly one of the weirdest ones, and I, I wish I had a better one for you, but this is a... <laughs> it's such a weird... This, this is a very odd play, but here we go. Um... Symptoms of the old man's addiction include irregular sleep, obsessional thinking, paranoia, poor hygiene, and hoarding. And all counselling, med- medical treatment, and travel have so far failed to solve the problem. Uh, and so that his son has resorted to turning his house into a prison to keep the old man away from the law courts. So basically, this man's so addicted to law yeah. and uh, the courts that his son's had to stop him from leaving. Yes. Have you ever been addicted to the law courts? Uh, I've not been addicted to the law courts oh. at all. I was you... actually the opposite in my youth. I was very much a casual criminal. Oh, were you actually? Yeah, I was a right little shoplifter and druggy. Oh, really? and Yeah, my teens were were quite raucous. Oh, what's the most raucous thing you did as a teenager? Oh, I, I mean, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> Proper vandalism. Oh, well. actually. Oh, stuff that we feel, yeah, I've got stuff from my teens I'm incredibly guilty about. Oh, man. Yeah, my, my friend once um, pushed a wheelie bin down a hill and it's just absolutely wiped out a car at the bottom. Oh, my God. Yeah, that like, was horrible. We were proper tearaways. We were oh. rough. But then I sort of just grew out of it. And I, luckily, I grew out of it by... Probably late to, I think I was sort of maybe 18, 19, I started realising the error of my ways. Oh, wow. I was yeah. just acting out, you know, my, yeah. sort of, my parents aren't the most uh, disciplinarian yeah. types, they're just mad old Irish people, <laughs> didn't really sort of have any hands-on uh, parenting skills, so they just let me and my brother run riot, Yeah, and, um, and yeah, so I just sort of had to get it out of my system oh, before okay. I became a better person. But I think once you learn to do it, if you made this decision yourself, that's such a more powerful thing. Definitely, yeah. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather have gone, you know, to the point of realising that I was being a dick, yeah. than some people never realise that and just keep being dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when people stay at home, and they also... St- 
keep that at when you go home you see people who've always lived there and they haven't gone to like they've grown or moved away they uh, just they're still that like 18 year old yeah yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay mate yeah definitely so yeah so my law court uh, experience would be so, the other side I never actually got um, busted I got chased by the police a few times but caught once oh really oh my god enough, they let me go actually which was nice oh that's nice but I had other friends I've got one friend who ended up in prison uh, I had more than one friend, but one friend, friend in particular <laughs> ended up for quite a long time in prison for oh, shit, for man. drug offences. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you would have been the subject of the courts as opposed yes. to. Uh, uh, I, I, are you finding like documentaries like about law and order and that kind of thing? I'm not massive. I mean, I've sort of, you know, I've done the whole thing of listening to serial. Yeah, sort of yeah. But I'm sort of now, I'm over it. I've got. So I'm a bit more now concerned that we've started to. You know, it's kind of fetish, yeah, so shies, say, yeah. Uh, crime. So, um, yeah, let's go back into it. So, despite the vigilance of the slaves, Philocleon surprises them all by emerging from the chimney, disguised as smoke. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so this is uh, Greek theatre at its finest. Uh, uh, Bedelicleon manages to push him back inside, and uh, other attempts at escape are also foiled. Uh, as the household settles down to some more sleep, the chorus of old decrepit jurors arrive. When they learn that their old comrade is imprisoned, they leap to his defence, swarming around the deli Cleon and his slaves like wasps. So they, they kind of start like, rubbing their bottoms towards him as yeah, well. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, does this all bring memories back? Or? Sort of, yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's very very loosely termed what I know um, yeah <laughs> a lot of them are aren't they yeah well there's one frogs as yeah well, we, did, we did frogs of Archie Maddox oh well. cool and then I did the whole like uh, crack 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 <laughs> and uh, it's like it's like is that how frogs sound yeah, yeah. it was a yeah different time back then uh, uh, yeah so it's uh, if, if anything does come to mind just bring, uh, just bring it so uh uh, at the end of the spray, Philocleon is still barely in his son's custody, and both sides are willing to settle the issue peacefully through debate. Whoa! Oh, Classic yeah. Greeks. Yeah, this is. Uh, love this a is, debate, didn't they? <laughs> they love a good debate. Uh, and they, they, um. This, yeah, uh, this is a. Uh, this is the most tame comedy in the world. Yeah, yeah, things yeah. like uh, uh, usually we've had torture scenes, and we've had like people going to the underworld, and this one's like we're going to talk yeah, this way yeah. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so father and son then debate the matter, and Philocleon describes how he enjoys the flattering attentions of the rich and powerful men who appeal to him for a favorable verdict, as well as the freedom to interpret the law as he pleases since his decisions are never subjected to review. That's pretty... Uh, so basically, he loves, he loves to be corrupted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's funny. It's a weird father-son relationship. Yeah. yeah. So I think... So they're kind of doing like a, a mock court kind of thing at the moment. So... Uh, so uh, And uh, he also... Uh, Philippine loves his jurors' pay and gives them independence and authority within his own household. Uh, Bedelicleon responds by arguing that the jurors are in fact subject to the demands of petty officials and anyway get paid less than they deserve because most of the revenues from the empire go to private treasuries of politicians like Cleon. Uh, Whoa, got some satire uh, here. <laughs> Whoa, dropping it like it's hot. Oh, I've got some truth bombs there for you, Carl. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a very, um, I mean, it's very loosely comedy. <laughs> this feels like... Um, <laughs> bad satire <laughs> not even bad satire but you know like it really uh, it's not a nice subtle satire no it's is not it? is it it's uh, they're really hammering it home 
they've they've got a theme and they've really ran down. <laughs> it's kind of like doing Trump the musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> if that makes you feel better. Okay. <laughs> this argument, which wins over the chorus, and to make the transition easier for his father. Fideli Cleon offers to turn the house into a courtroom and to pay him a juror's fee to judge domestic disputes. So they've agreed to kind of uh, meet halfway. So they're going to do... He's going to be a jury. Oh, so he can, yeah, because so he, he loves the law courts. He can have his law court in his house. Is that yes. what he's saying? And he's going to uh, judge like household issues as well. Right. So he's not, he's not going to the courts, but... but he just has to be under house arrest. Yeah, house arrest, but uh, like ju- as a judge as well, I guess. It's a bit very strange. It's hard to get weirder. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember this part at all. <laughs> oh yeah, this bit's particularly weird. So the first case, uh, you, you, you've listened to Serial, you know, you've seen a lot of the yeah. law courts in action. Uh, this the first case is very similar to this. The first case is a dispute between household dogs with one dog who looks like Cleon, eh? Some more satire. And accuse, uh, accusing the other dog who looks like Lakey's, who I imagine's another yeah. politician, uh, of stealing cheese and not sharing it. Oh Whoa. God. Yeah. Whoa. I, mean, I didn't know Greek courts uh, covered dog matters. To be honest. <laughs> it feels, this feels like it's... Uh, yeah, it's been given... Yeah, you can sort out, you know, you can have your own law court, but yeah. it won't be dealing with many high-profile yeah, yeah. cases. <laughs> there, there's a lot of corruption. There's not that many cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have to do dog matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog beefs. <laughs> well, dog cheeses, so to speak. Uh, so... Uh, does it say what the result of that case? Well, we're about to find. Oh, okay, sort of, this is yeah. <laughs> got jumping ahead, mate. Like, yeah, it's 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 a uh, there's a whole podcast in this episode yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. It's, it's really a uh, top notch stuff. So, Bella, <laughs> oh wait, here we go. Yeah, so Bedelli Cleon says a few words on behalf of the household implements, which are witnesses to the defence, uh, and brings on the accused dog's puppies the softened heart of the old juror. Fucking hell. Um, so we have. <laughs> So yeah, I think I remember like cheese why a, che- a cheese man came on to yeah. testify and stuff, cool. and uh, the old puppies. Like, oh no, don't don't convict my dad. <laughs> He's only seven years old and dog 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 years. So although Philocleon is not fooled by these devices, he is easily tricked by his son into putting his vote into the urn for the acquittal and shocked that the old juror is taken off to prepare some entertainment later that night. So he he votes for acquittal for the yes. for the dog who. Uh, so I suppose he has a light heart in that way, but yeah. okay. Well, yeah. Or uh, he fell for the ruse of the puppets. Yeah, I think so. You could yeah, say he might just be easily swayed. Yeah, yeah. He's because um, he's he's kind of old bitten man as well, but he turns out to be quite a soft man. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, I'm not sure if it says it now or later, but yeah, Philip Cohen's quite a grim man. I remember him saying like, "Oh yeah, I want a." Uh, I really want like a, a daughter so she could like bathe me and like uh, pass uh, pass money for, from her mouth to my mouth and Ooh. stuff like that. Yeah, it's grim, isn't it? Yeah, strange and fetish. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's almost worth some fetishizing documentaries. Uh. <laughs> yeah. What a segue and a half. What a callback. Almost. Oh, yeah, that, oh, you know, I smashed it, mate. So, oh, five star callback. <laughs> Please see my show. Uh, but uh, so um, so he's kind of preparing some entertainment. So the chorus of old men then praises the author. Aristophanes for standing up to unworthy monsters like Cleon who gobble up imperial revenues and it chastises the audience for failing to appreciate the merits of the author's previous play The Clouds so Aristophanes really sticking it to the crooks in his own play you know it's like (laughs) he's very much blaming the audience in that one yeah I mean 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not against blaming the audience. They are fully, yeah, I don't, not a believer that you know we've all played gigs where the audience are unplayable. For example, this morning. So. Yeah, I mean, that was the <laughs> easiest of gigs. But you know, but ninety-nine percent of the time, yeah, you'd say you've got to accept that you've had more to. You know, it's the blame sort of lies yeah. in your hands. But to write it down, surely that suggests he's right. It must have been enough bad shows of the previous play. Yeah, yeah. That but he's that it was bad enough. That he was like, I need to write a thing in the next play to, to sort of, like to sort of talk about those audiences. But if it was like, imagine if it had a full shit run. Yeah, that yeah. suggests the previous one was just a bad play. Yeah, well, so that's it. Like maybe maybe you got some PR for us. I'm like, no, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I think it's more to do with the fact that Cleon's still in power and he said, why, why haven't you guys saw the... Because oh, I told you in the last play he's a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, why yeah, haven't yeah. you uh, thrown him out of power yet? But then again, that's... Uh, but also, he's given himself several praise because he's written it down, given it to the, to the chorus to say, like, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. our stuff made it good. But that's, that's the height of egotism, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and also, he, he feels like his his part is done. Yeah. It's that other people haven't done their part. It's like, you've only just written a play about yeah. it, mate. You didn't go out and, you know, lead a revolution. Yeah, definitely. He's a... That's, that's like, you know, us doing jokes about veganism and then getting angry that abattoirs are still open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did a joke about it. Why are they still open? <laughs> the world should have sorted out. Why everyone should be vegan now. I don't get it. I did a whole hour about it. Yeah. I've done a, I've done a comedy show. Yeah. Apparently, a comedy show doesn't matter. Yeah, what? Yeah. hasn't changed the world. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, like when, when you first start out, that's what you assume that like, wow, I'm going to change the world. Yeah, then you quickly realise that you almost hardly change even anyone in that room. <laughs> By the time they've walked out of the room, they're just, they've gone back to being the same person. Yeah, when they walked in. It's, like, they're, they're, it's weird, but sometimes you do a show which is really all encompassing, you put your heart into it, and uh, you know, spend the last 12 months of your life working on it, and they go, and people go, ah, oh, that's a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is it, you know what I mean? I say, even like the best sort of like, at this festival I've seen, you know, the, the best shows I've seen up here would be like, say, like Jessica Foster's show yes. is an absolute powerhouse yeah. hour of stand up. Like, it's, she picks a topic, she absolutely nails the topic, and yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. You know, that would be, that would be like probably the most consistently like good hour of stand up I've seen up here. But you know, it's that thing. I saw that probably a week ago. Yeah. And even then, it's a week later. I'm like, if anyone asks what was the best thing, like I'll be like that. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't change. Yeah, you as a person. exactly. Yeah, you know, I saw Phil Ellis's a couple of days ago, and that was the funniest yeah, one I've seen. Like, I laughed, sure. crime of laughter. <laughs> but even then, you know, within a yeah. couple of days, you're back to just like yeah. you've forgotten about yeah, everything. Absolutely. Life just carries on. So I think that's again playwrights, comedians, all of us. We can sometimes think I have changed things. Well, I think. It's, it's weird because like I think uh, obviously this is like you're a pro comic you've been in Edinburgh for like 15 years uh, how many years uh, 12 years or yeah what have I done first year I did a free festival show in 2006 with some yeah. mates wow yeah so yeah I've been up here every year for that what that would be 14 fringes Four, in a row 14 fringes in a row but like I think when I I first came up in 2015 for the first ever time and uh, and that's when I was starting out doing comedy as yeah, well yeah. and uh, I saw Tom Parry do his hour and I just started getting into Pappy's then as well yeah, yeah, so yeah. when I saw him do his hour it, that then that was magnitude that, that changed my mind how yeah, funny it worked yeah, yeah. and also how, how playful you can be and yeah. that, uh, I think it means more when you start out than yeah. now it's now just see friends yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a different perspective as well yeah so yeah, but Aristophanes, it, I used to love him, but now he comes across as a bit of a dick, I think, yeah. I think he's just, you know, maybe overblown his uh, yeah, yeah. impact and effect. 
yeah, I, I, I'm getting inspiration for next year as well. But so father and son then return to the stage with Bedelli Cleon trying to convince his father to wear fancy woolen garments uh, and a fashionable spot in footwear to the sophisticated dinner party to be held that evening. The old man is suspicious of the new clothes and prefers his old juryman's cloak and his old shoes. But the fancy clothes are forced upon him anyway, and he is instructed in the kind of manners and conversation that the other guests will expect of him. So he's been taught. Uh, I think the comedy is like he says stuff which is inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's you know, I'm sort of you know your racist dad. <laughs> that old comedy trope, which I think is quite a lazy way for comedians to just say things that are a bit yeah. Rude. But put them in the mouth of an old person. Yeah, it makes it fine. Yeah. Fine, yeah, just say whatever you want, mate. Um, <laughs> I know at least three comedians of the fringe have done that, but I'll edit it out. So, <laughs> so um, I, and after the father and son leave the stage, a household slave, this guy, arrives yeah. uh, 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 with news for the old audience that the old man has behaved appallingly at the dinner party, having become at abusively drunk and insulted all of his son's fashionable friends. But also, he's brought all of his he's brought his dad to all of his fashionable yeah, yeah, friends. Yeah, That's yeah. not a cool thing to no, do. Exactly. Exactly. Leave him home. Yeah. Unless it's not like Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird vibe like, hey guys, whoa, cool party. Brought my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be yeah, leave him at home running a dog court. <laughs> That's what I'd do. Just told my who stole cheese yeah. as well. <laughs> Uh, we should do it with vegan cheese as well. Like, what, well, have a sort of... We should do a law court right now. About cheese. Yeah. But I don't think there's been any crime committed. <laughs> what you're saying is, should we eat some cheese? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very different experience. <laughs> sorry, Kel, uh, sorry, I get confused. <laughs> Would you like some vegan cheese? Because sometimes when I'm hungry, I just go to the law court. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the end of the podcast, Carl Donnelly, come and get some vegan cheese. And just <laughs> eat it by, by the block. Yeah. yeah. So, it'll right you had the vegan feta, the Viola vegan no. feta. It's the best... Oh my god! It's the vegan cheese I've ever eaten. Oh my god! You can yeah, you can get it in uh, most major supermarkets. Oh, yeah. oh it's lovely. It's is really it? good. <laughs> I will I will check that out. Um, oh yeah, so is that is that your favourite vegan cheese? I think so. Yeah, just in terms of like it's you know it's such a it's such a taste I never thought I'd have again. For better. sure. Yeah. I, you know, it's like there is a vial of halloumi that's really tasty as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the feta one is so fettery. Yeah, Ooh, it's lovely. I am. Um, I had because uh, I, I love Greek food as well. I yeah, used to go over there quite a lot when I was younger, and uh, my um, I had zats- vegan tzatziki the other week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that, that a spreadable one? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it, really nice. It really, yeah, good. really, and good. it felt like oh, I felt so happy. Yeah, 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 as well. yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, cool. Yeah, that's very nice. Um, so he's brought all uh, his dad's support uh, behaved really badly, yeah. and uh, he's now uh, instead of uh, he's just insulting all of his son's friends, and now he's assaulting anyone he meets on the way home. This guy. He left the stage a minute ago. He's well really hammered as well. Yeah, uh, basically, a wheelie bin smashed into a car. <laughs> <laughs> the drunk fellow comes on stage with a pretty girl on his arm and his aggrieved victims on his heels. Uh, but Deli Cleon angrily remonstrates his fa- with his father for kidnapping the girl from the party and trying to take the girl back to the party by force. But his father knocks him down. Okay, some very problematic behaviour here. So he's annoyed yeah. a lot of the town. Yeah. Uh, he's stolen the girl, uh, and uh, his dad just knocked out his son as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's really gone to shit, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's like Christmas in my yeah. <laughs> And here's the final paragraph. How do you think it's going to end? It's quite, quite, it's been quite fast and loose, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it has. I mean, and, but it's that thing, one thing you know about sort of Greek stories, they, 
they can either end horrifically or they can just for some reason just like just end up fine yeah and out of the blue it'll all go and then they agree to just carry on as normal and you're yeah. like oh what, how did that happen after all this why did we go through all yeah, that yeah 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 uh, as others arrive with grievances against fellow Cleon demanding compensation and threatening legal action he makes an ironic attempt to talk his way out of trouble like a sophisticated man of the world but it only serves to inflame the situation further and finally his alarmed son drags him away. The chorus sings briefly about how difficult it is for men to change their habits and commends the son for filial devotion and for the... Uh, after which the entire cast returns to the stage for some spirited dancing by Philocleon <laughs> in a contest with the sons of the playwright Carcinus. So they sort of just go, well, you know, you can't change your behaviour, you just got to sort of accept your dad for who he is and keep him out of harm's way. Yeah, kind of. It's a bit of a loose moral at the end, I mean, it? it is, yeah. It's sort of like, your dad's a dickhead, but you've dealt with it very well. Yeah. So... Congrats. Let's have a dance. <laughs> now dance. <laughs> it really, yeah. That's love... a classic Greek story end. It <laughs> makes almost zero sense and actually isn't about as big a sort of thing that it makes out. You know, the whole way yeah. you think oh, it's going to be some amazing you know, ultimately this was what we were talking about. Yeah. And actually at the end it's like oh, I really uh, oversold that to myself. I, I also love the ability of and okay, I'm starting how do you finish this show? How do you finish this show, just put someone down to yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, just get you know, on stage, have a dance. Yeah. Hide the fact that I've not written an end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a classic the, sort of... It could put, put a song at the end. Yeah, well. or whacking a bit of pathos at the end of an hour of straight stand Yeah, to pretend it's about something big. <laughs> you know, it's that oldest trick in the book, you know what I mean? It's almost like, he's almost like he's done the opposite. It feels like it's always going to be, there's going to be some pathos, <laughs> real yeah. pathos, and it's going to be some real payoff. And at the end, he's just gone, no, it wasn't any of that, actually. Yeah. This is actually just sort of, a, it was almost like an episode of EastEnders, where it, there's a family drama, and then we just play the music. It very much fizzled out. It didn't really it does, go anywhere. Yeah, it does. It really fizzles out. But anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's go for another jingle, uh, as, as you love them. Let's go for another one. Let's rank this. Jingle. Hey there, my name's Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of missed podcasts. In small doses. Well, it's a good one. It doesn't stop getting better. Yeah. I think we should <laughs> listen to it five more times. Here we go. That, that, that was too much. That, well, I mean, it, I still like it, but yeah, yeah, five's too much. It's got a, there is a limit to it. Yeah. <laughs> I will put five in as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, firstly, before we go into the ranking section, how do you feel, uh, yeah, how, how, um, how do you feel Xanthius did as me as a portrayal of Xanthius? How do you think I did? Uh, I mean, the... obviously you weren't fully going for the lines, you were more just oh, reading the, um, yeah. just what he did. Yeah, so true. Uh, but Which, you... I mean, that's not really, it's not really acting, is yeah. <laughs> Just to say, you can't go into auditions and talk about what the characters might do. <laughs> and then say, can I have He's the role? Dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't really think I can give you a, an honest um, appraisal wow. of your role. Well, I, I, I have to see you act out the full thing. Okay. Do, your, do a self-tape and send it over. <laughs> I was actually going to see if I can find the picture of me. Uh, do you want to see that? Oh, yeah, if you've got it to hand. Let, let me have a look. It's on my Facebook somewhere, so I'll just have a quick look. Um, it might take me a second, but uh, it's, uh, it was back in about 2012, so it's, uh, it's, it's, there's quite an alarming picture of me, I'd say. Um, uh, let's have a look. Albums? Oh, here we just for it. <laughs> it's called uh, loincloth memorabilia. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's find. Here's a picture of the whole cast. Uh, we all want. So you can kind of see. I'm I'm wearing I'm topless with a loincloth. Uh, if you see me down there. Yeah. Is that? I mean, what's the um, so, what's the thinking behind? Obviously, people can't actually see this as we talk about it. What's the thinking behind the um, face mask? So, so uh, in Greek theatre, people wore masks. So kind really? of, uh, but it looks like you've just painted them. Yeah, I think okay. <laughs> they were just painted on. Uh, right. I mean, it does look. I mean, obviously, it works, but as I say, it does look very Andrew. Oh, well, that's very accurate. <laughs> I, um, what <laughs> what I will do actually. Um, I'm gonna find the DVD, and yeah. uh, next year I'm gonna make we're gonna sit down and watch it together. Why don't you, uh, next year's show you should uh, do a screening, yeah. just do a whole show. <laughs> yes, screen I'll... that and do director's commentary. Yeah. <laughs> I will actually do that as well because uh, <laughs> I have no idea of what I'm doing next year. Uh, like actually, this morning I said to you, I think an idea I want to do is like I want to do like a different show every day. So I want one day to be like a TED talk. One day I'm going to do a karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll do a screening one as well. That'd be quite I good. Because I've been doing this silly late show up here. I've done two of them. I'm doing a third one tomorrow. It's called Blurb, and it's an idea I came up with at the start of the festival. Oh yeah, what's that? It's a it's an improvised show, but it's um, basically it, it. What I do is I cut out loads of random fringe guy blurbs. Oh, brilliant! And I, each act when I bring them on, I say right next up we've got, and we've had some amazing acts come and do it. Yeah, um, like so I had like David O'Doherty last week. <laughs> oh my god! And I, I said David O'Doherty is about to come on doing uh, a five minute excerpt from his show, and me and the audience pick a blurb out. Of oh, the thing. brilliant! Yeah, and it's just a totally different thing from the guide. And he has to come on and do a five minute excerpt of, as if it's his show. Oh my god! Yeah, um, yeah, it's been really fun. So I think I'm tempted to do something with that next year. There was a part of me that thought it'd be really fun to do that for my show next year. It's every day I do yes. a different show. Oh my show, god, that'd be but so. But it's just a show that I pick out. The audience pick out a blurb, and I have to do an hour long show about it. Um, okay, which would be almost impossible. Yeah, but I think that's... I, I really love that kind of stuff as well. Like, it's a kind of edge of your seat kind of stuff. I love that. Um, yeah, but it could also be. Not just the edge of the seat, but off the seat, and yeah. walking out because it's so bad, sort of stuff. So this is a picture of me and the actor James Wiley of uh, the, the bumming scene to oh, begin yeah. with. So it's quite. Uh, that does look. I mean, it looks much more playful than. Oh, and we, salty. Uh, I yeah, the it, and we're, we had the, someone made a big oh, big nod. Well. No. Yeah. <laughs> Are you wearing a bowling for soup T-shirt? Yeah, that was, <laughs> I think that's a. That's very accurate in time time scale. Yeah, that's that's very me at the time, and uh, I think I'll, what I'll do is I'll take a picture of this right now and I'll put it onto the Facebook group, and people can listen to, uh, look at it and uh, and really wallow in my shame as yeah. well. Like it's that's quite a shameful image, I would it's, say. I mean, it's not amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, I've I certainly I haven't got any gel on my head. I look like I think I look like. Uh, if Paul McCartney never had sex, you know what I mean. We've okay. got a Paul McCartney vibe, but yeah, yeah. just with more well, with visible, <laughs> visible fake penis and a bowl of a suit t-shirt. Two of which, you know, do suit each other very well. I'd say very much so. Uh, but yes, but <laughs> <laughs> well, what a, what a, well, this is an episode for the for, for the stars really. So this is episode eighty, and uh, we mark uh, we. As I we mark uh, every myth out of uh, four categories uh, okay. life skills, morals, creativity, and WTF. And the first one is life skills. So, what practical lessons have we learned from here? Um, I think it's, it's not many. I mean, you know, I suppose maybe 
There is, and I, I suppose there are some of like how to cope with living with an elderly relative. Uh, also, how to stop people from escaping, how yeah. how to escape, and how to be disguised by smoke. Not to invite a parent to a party with your peers or yes. colleagues or friends. That's also I'll put that in morals as well because that's a, a, some, a, some kind yeah. of life lesson as well there. Yeah. Um, but we also learn how to debate properly. Yeah. I'd say that. How to hold a sort of kangaroo court in your own house. Yeah. Oh, no kangaroos. Well, just a dog, dog court. <laughs> dog court. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's uh, when a kangaroo court isn't is too too rich. It's yeah, a dog yeah, court. Yeah, yeah. One below that. Yeah. So how to resolve household admin arguments? Yeah. By um, eating pots of cheese. Yeah. I think there's you know there actually actually you know, I'd say there's more life skill morals in this than there are actual like sort of proper moral. Yeah. Lessons. Uh, so it's much yeah. more sort of about the minutiae of life than it is about the big questions. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, because I think we also learn how to dress up properly. That we get ready for to go out. How to learn manners yeah. and stuff like that. We yeah. learn how to be a man about town, and also have to deal with issues. We learn yeah. about to dance at the end, um, and we mark it out at ten. So, uh, are you feeling uh, for life skills? Do you I think it's got. I think it's. I think it, it, this is where it would excel is life skills more than anything else. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd give yeah. it like a seven. Okay, let's go for seven. Let me just write. Yeah, seven for life skills. So, uh, okay, so morals. Uh, so we're going to give a number for this, and we mentioned some already. Uh, if you're gonna, if you're gonna accuse someone of a, uh, if you're gonna do a court, get get your puppies along to support you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's okay if you're a gross old man because someone will love you. Like you're yeah. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. Someone will always look after you, no matter how gross your behaviour. <laughs> And maybe in the other way around, you know, you've got to, you've got to accept old people are just, you know. And also, there's also a friendship there because the chorus of all men come to find him and look after him and stuff like that. Um, also, the moral of um, if you are a creative or a writer, always blame the audience. <laughs> Make sure that you know never accept any faults of yeah. your own. I think that also that get that's some plus points for creativity there because I, I like that because yeah. I mean like yeah what fuck you guys yeah I'd say actually on a moral level this doesn't teach you many good things <laughs> but I just, um, in morals we kind of accept good and bad it's both oh like, right okay. so it's like we, we don't we don't reduce the score because because not not many Greek myths have good morals oh right yeah, yeah that's true so it's more like how many moral lessons have we uh, have we seen I mean there's a few there's a hand there's five it's a five it's a, a five, middle mid yeah, range yeah you're right five out of ten bam. So creativity. Um, again, the the uh, Aristophanes blaming the audience bit. Um, That's probably yeah, but the rest of it actually is quite sort of. Yes, yeah, Apart from the dogs. Yeah. I actually think the rest of it is pretty almost low level soap. Yes. Art. Like you know, it's not the most mind blowing piece of drama. But the, dog, the dogs really come. That's why the dogs really stands out. It's, yeah. It comes out of nowhere. It's very absurd as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, also, the fact they get drunk very quickly as well. That's quite weird. Yeah. Um, but also. The fact I think I'm not sure it's creativity. It might be more WTF, but the fact that he's really gone hard on the Cleon yeah, fashion, yeah. Like, he's really gone for it. Like, yeah. uh, and we don't really see that elsewhere. And uh, this is pretty unique to Aristophanes as well. Don't really see it elsewhere in any other yeah, myth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very politicized as well, and he's really gone for this specific person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. Um, I don't. Know. Yeah, it's not. I think it's. I don't think it's. I think it's quite middle of the road. Let's say five again. But I think it's a five. Yeah. Let's do five. And WTF? What's the fucked up things in this play? Because I think well, I mean, there's a few. There's a there's sort of um, there's some problematic issues. <laughs> the top, top well, problem. there's the the lady at the end. Yes, for sure. Yeah, that's you've got to you've got to say that's not on. That, let's let's say that yeah, kidnapping women. Kidnapping women. It's, it's no no. 
and then just trying to dance your way out of it. Yeah, it's not. A, yeah, it's not going to work on a, any level. Um, yeah, and uh, also like we're, we're again like having a, also uh, having a slaves sleeping outside, uh, trying to keep it all man imprisoned as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, uh, are, there are sort of also trying to be disguised as smoke as well. That's a weird thing to do. Quite absurd. Yeah, it is. It's absurd, but I don't yeah. think it's any. It's not problematic. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It doesn't have. To, it's just more like, oh, that's a weird thing. Oh, weird. I mean that and the dogs then have to yeah. be thrown. They've got yeah, to be thrown. Dogs, dogs are high. Dogs for me are the main, the main standout <laughs> of this whole play. That was the moment it really just sort of went from quite a boring family <laughs> drama to it's one of the strangest stories. <laughs> I'm glad I put this one through today, uh, and um, and I uh, I guess. Um, yeah, there's been a lot. There's a lot of fighting and dancing and uh, the dance. Yeah, I mean the dance has got to go in. They've yeah. got to get a point for dancing at the end. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in hot here. Yeah, I'm gonna say either a seven or an eight. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd go. I, w- I was leaning on a seven, but I'd go. I would, I would stretch to an eight. Let's if you're, if you're eight. keen on that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. So we have seven plus five plus five plus uh, eight, which is is that twenty five? Um. Yeah. I'm really bad at maths. Uh, 25, there we go. That's a so pretty... So what's, where's that? What, so what, what was on 26? Oh, well, and, uh, so um, we don't have the full listings here. And, yeah, so... Uh, I just ruined the surprise. I've just seen the list of some other ones. What? No! Uh, well, in episode 78, we had 26, so it's pretty close to that. But we have quite a few on 25. Okay. So it's pretty much in, in the middle, I'd say. Like, it's, Do you know what uh, the highest scoring one ever is? Uh, from the top of my head, like uh, something like... Uh, Hercules uh, is like 32 there's not the highest one uh, I think we had one about 33 which I um, can't remember from. Uh, I think it was episode 49 yeah I can't remember from the top of my head but uh, yeah. there's some, been some pretty uh, obviously you listen to a more yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's your favourite podcast now, exactly. you, in fact you, um, what you do for, on your podcast is that you you play our podcast out loud just re-record yeah. it that, <laughs> okay. that's what you do I imagine yeah Next year, I'll just play what, a podcast of yours every day. Yeah. My shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Leave the audience and then sort of and sit down do and a, listen. You can do a direct commentary on yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for coming to do this no very worries. odd episode today. It was fun. Um, yeah, and uh, so well, where can people find you online? And uh, this will be coming out on Monday at the end of the festival, uh, but where can people see what are you doing tours afterwards? Or you uh, I might do. I might do. I really like this show. I might I'll probably do a little run of it in London yeah. that was awaiting some confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, I might do it around the place. I might, I'd love to go to Australia again to do something early next year. But I'm always gigging around, so yeah, my, I, I need to update my gig list. I normally what I do is at the start of each month, I put them out on Twitter and Instagram yeah. for the month that's following. So just on there is the best place, at Carl Donnelly. Oh, brilliant. And uh, yeah, do check out Carl. Uh, I, I don't need to plug him, but he's um, certainly one of my favourite acts to watch in the world. Cheers, so. man. Uh, yeah, and uh, if you like this episode, please, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please give it five stars on iTunes. Uh, and on top of that, uh, write an email us at misspodcast.gmail.com and find us online at misspodcast. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you for a wonderful episode. And uh, yeah, uh, any final words, Carl? Um, if, if you were in a dog court, how would you end? Uh, is this oh, just like that, your final, your final plead? I, I mean, without without having my puppy, <laughs> it'd be an absolute car crash. <laughs> I need them to, you know, to, to plead my case. That car crash is so bad, you put a wheel in them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> another golden callback. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Miss, miss.